What's up, guys? Thanks for tuning in to the Athletic Lab Audio Inventory. All right, we're going uh, speed questions today. Our first question is, uh, what's the best thing about CrossFit? We each get a minute. Uh, I think the best thing about CrossFit is that it brings intensity to the masses. I think a lot of people prior to uh, CrossFit in the general population didn't train with intensity, and this is probably the biggest single variable uh, that can improve fitness for someone who's time-strapped for training. So <clears throat> adding intensity is fantastic, basically making people work hard, making people accountable for their results, uh, essentially turning training into a, a mini competition every day uh, while it may have some kind of drawbacks and while it may not be appropriate for athletes I think it works wonders for people who are looking to get a lot of bang for your buck in terms of their training they don't have a lot of time to train uh, so volume by its very nature is going to be compromised but they can make it up by hammering hard on intensity. So I think uh, best thing is the different, the amount of different things that uh, someone doing CrossFit might be exposed to in terms of uh, exercise selection or just different variations. So kind of the point of CrossFit is that it's varied, constantly varied. So there's, because of that, you need a ton of different uh, stimulus. So anything from, I've seen people get into Olympic weightlifting as a sport through CrossFit because it's done there. Um, gymnastics based exercises, um, you know, tons of different variation of body weight exercises and pretty much everything you can think of. There's a ton of variation involved in it inherently. So uh, as someone that does CrossFit, instead of just going to cycling class and getting the workout there, same thing every time. Um, you, you, see, you might see something new every time or at least you have exposure to, um, you know, a ton of different exercise or style of workout or et cetera, et cetera. So along, along with the intensity point and the variability, I would have to throw in community. Um, we have people coming in that are, uh, they've come from a different background of just putting their headphones in and going and doing their normal sets. This uh, type of training has brought in people together uh, from all different walks of life, working out and sweating in intense workouts together. So it kind of brings an accountability factor. Uh, it makes you show up more. You have friends, uh, different relationships are built. Um, so the consistency is there. So people are actually doing it for longer periods and getting burned out for six months. We have people that have been here for as long as eight years. Um, they just keep coming back. So that, and then I'd also add in maybe second tier, the importance of compound lifts. Uh, I think those have been brought to the forefront, not just the bicep curls and machine movements, a lot of compound lifts. <clears throat> I'll take this time and to pose the second question, which is the opposite, the worst parts about CrossFit. Um, so I'll start that one off as well. And my answer for that is actually going to be uh, pretty much the same answer as the best parts uh, in a different perspective. So uh, the again, the variability of it. So it can be good, but it can also be uh, a bad thing depending on how how you program things and how you put things together. If it's not done sensibly, the amount of variation can actually be a bad thing. It can be something where, because you're not exposed to things on a consistent basis, you might see it and go away from it and see it again uh, way later. Uh, the risk of that exercise or that movement, um, the inherent risk goes way up. Uh, the soreness you get from it, the stiffness and everything like that. Um, so 
and just the you know the ability of that exercise to put you at risk for non-beneficial things for your training. Uh, the variation is uh, can be a bad thing as well. So I uh, kind of echo a little bit of what Greg said. I think you can look at a lot of the good of CrossFit and also say it's, uh, in some ways, it's drawback. Uh, I would kind of summarize it, though, in saying that the bad parts are where people take it to extreme. People look at what goes on in the CrossFit games and, and in local CrossFit competitions, and it essentially becomes an extreme sport. And where it's, we have to always up the ante. Every year we have to add an event. Every year we have to add a day to the competition. We have to make this event more intense, more hardcore. And I think that's not a mindset that bodes well for people who are just treating this as a fitness activity. Uh, you, you know, the, we look at the guys in the CrossFit Games and it is crazy. It is essentially an extreme sport. But that level of intensity, that level of uh, crazy exercise selection and so forth, really doesn't suit us well for people who are just Joe Blows. And I'll also echo the same points, so, sort of uh, on piggyback on what they've been saying. Um, I think it gets lost is what kind of CrossFit was designed for as a strength conditioning program to help uh, people be healthy. And you see what's on the forefront, the face of CrossFit is always the games athletes, like Mike said, and the intensity and the extreme. And people come through the doors and, be, and um, wanting to do things like that and they lose sight of their actual goals. So I think that could be the worst part is uh, losing sight of your goals and trying to do train like an athlete whenever you'd be better off understanding your goals and training smart instead of just training in the extreme manner because you think you need to. Um, we have the higher injury rates and it's not because of people doing CrossFit, it's because they're doing CrossFit games straight off the couch instead of actually building up their body and learning that they can do those movements but it takes time and they didn't see the training the years prior to the, the games athletes. So I think uh, your average Joe Blow kind of switch morphing this their program into, into one from the team or the competition into the regular daily program. And so I'll go right into uh, to the next question, uh, question number three, which is we're gonna start our dumbest exercise, sorry. Um, dumbest exercise that can be done, I guess thought of in many ways in CrossFit. Uh, the first one I'm gonna say, maybe not a specific exercise, but maybe I could say, uh, an exercise done too quickly I see is uh, a kipping pull-up uh, or a butterfly type pull-up too soon. Um, I don't think it's a dumb exercise done in a, in a controlled manner. I think it's done, I see that exercise be done prior too quickly before people can even do one strict pull-up and uh, we see that high incidence of shoulder injuries. Um, the, the exercise itself is not that dumb. Um, it does look dumb from a point of view from someone that's doing strict pull-ups, but as long as you have the prerequisite strength, I think it can be done effectively and efficiently in a movement. I think it's done, I would say the dumb part is people jumping off the couch, like I said earlier, and just jumping right into kipping pull-ups. Um, I'll go next on that one. So the one I'm gonna choose is uh, GHD sit-up. Um, that's a good one. Yeah, so <laughs> basically my reasoning for that is, uh, it should seem obvious when you look at the exercise, um, you are sitting on a GHD machine and going into uh, hyperextension as you go back toward the floor and then you quickly whip yourself up into flexion. Um, it shouldn't really, I mean, if, if you can make a case for repetitive flexion core exercises done on your back on the floor being uh, you know, somewhat not good, um, you can definitely make a stronger case for repetitive hyperextension to flexion exercise such as a GHD sit-up. 
Not to mention the lever, the lever that you put up on the body when you're sitting basically hamstrings on the GHD and even sometimes weight in the hands. There's a ton of torque, a ton of shearing force on the spine. So I think that one uh, definitely is my choice. I'm going to do a little bit of a cop out here and say that I don't have a single exercise, but I would use this umbrella uh, complaint in that it's the uh, bastardization of his understanding of power and work. Uh, a lot of what CrossFit's exercise selections were based off of in the early days, and this has kind of continued on to, till today, is a misinterpretation of the way power and work in exercise domain is actually uh, occurs. So you see things like a box jumps at heights that are too high, assuming that just because you get your feet on the box, you've accomplished more work, uh, when in fact that's not the case. Or kettlebell swings that are done overhead, uh, when in fact going overhead when the kettlebell slows down does not mean more work. Uh, GHD sit-ups through an extreme range of motion. Uh, people think that it's giving you more work, but in fact it may be not. It may be causing less mechanical loading. Kip and kilt pull-ups, you name it. Uh, our next question is, what is the biggest misconception that you had before coming uh, to, to work with CrossFit individuals? Well, I, I first got introduced to CrossFit because I saw some postings and maybe a link on the charliefrancis.com message board. charliefrancis.com uh, is a website really popular back in the day for sprint coaches and track and field coaches. And I just started to take a look at it. And there were some interesting things on there in regards to what we call general preparation. Uh, you know, if not done competitively, they fit pretty well in line with what a lot of track coaches were doing. Um, when I started to look at some of the workouts, though, and I got a little bit more involved on the, the website, I saw, wow, some of this stuff is, is pretty extreme. And uh, again, there's misinterpretations and everything. So I had this idea that uh, it was always good for general prep when, in fact, it wasn't. Conversely, uh, you could go the flip side of that. Uh, yeah, I'll take it. Um, I have two misconceptions. First one, kind of a funny one, but I was watching videos. You, you had to wear Vibram toe shoes to be a CrossFit Games or a CrossFit athlete first. That's not true. The second one would be a higher injury rate. Um, it does, it can cause injury, but I just assume that if you did it, you got injured because the high intensity is what it is. Um, what I've realized after coaching it and being around sound coaches is actually uh, most likely the injury rate is not good coaching. So if it's done in a sound manner, proper progressions, full compound movements taught correctly before load and before intensity, that the injuries just don't happen as nearly as often as sometimes at, at first I thought. Because of the intensity, I thought it just came with the nature of the sport or the nature of the program. Um, the more I found out is the better you coach, the better you become at modifying exercises, having a huge exercise selection. Minim the, the injuries are actually minimized to almost to no degree at all. Um, so that would be the first misconception that I had. Uh, mine's, mine's pretty similar. Um, before I really had exposure to CrossFit, I guess my biggest gripe with it was um, the thought that uh, you know, there's experienced people and non-experienced people coming in and doing the same workout. And with maybe one coach on the floor, it's impossible for everyone to do things well. Uh, and minimize risk of injury and things like that. Um, but you know, I guess what can what has brought me away from that a little bit is being being in it and being in that position of having to deal with that is uh, again, like Drake said, good coaching, like knowing how to handle that situation. 
you know, how to modify things. I mean, that happens in athletics just the same. You have freshmen working out with seniors in college and things like that. And if they have no training experience, no history, then you got to figure out a way to modify and make, you know, bring that, them up to speed. Uh, things are a little bit harder when you don't know when people are coming in, how consistent, but um, it's, it's always on the coach at that point. And uh, last question here, um, what was the best or be best takeaway that you, since uh, doing CrossFit that you've had, that we've had um, come about or that you've gained knowledge from? Uh, I'd say I'm a better coach. Uh, I see different athletes compared to maybe this, if you're coaching one sport, you might see these high level athletes, but I see the young working out with the elderly, different modifications need to become. So I've had to become a creative as a coach. So the first thing, just coaching CrossFit of general population people in um, athletic CrossFit population would be, I'm a better coach. Uh, I've taken, I've had to do a lot of different variants, a lot of different movements. So it's allowed me to work with different athletes on training and different cues and different things for different types of athletes. So uh, I've walked away from coaching high intensity exercise. I'm a much better coach than prior to learning about it. Um, I'm going to go off of that and then take a little further too. So I think just being being a better coach is something that has definitely um, come to me uh, from handling large groups to trying to relate to many different people in terms of how to coach them, how to make them better, um, you know, modifications, like I said, just figuring all this stuff out. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a setting where you need to be good at a lot of different things. So in terms of coaching, that's definitely there. Uh, the other thing I think that's opened my eyes from coaching CrossFit has been uh, really seeing what someone in that uh, that situation, like general population coming in, what they're actually capable of doing, not being like a high level athlete or someone who's trained their entire life for one specific thing. Um, you know, with the proper preparation, these people can really push themselves and are capable of a lot. And uh, to see that and to kind of push them along toward that is really exciting and, and fun. Many people will be shocked to hear this, but uh, internally, one thing that I tell all our coaching mentor, uh, mentorship applicants, as well as our coaches, they all know that we view CrossFit, uh, what we coach as CrossFit, as being one of the single most difficult classes to coach. So I think it, as these guys said, makes you a better coach. I don't think coaching CrossFit make, necessarily makes you a good coach, but if you're not a good coach, you can't coach CrossFit well. It's a great test of how well you manage large groups, how well you understand loading patterns, intensity, whether you can modify the exercises because you're dealing with non-homogenous populations where it might be all over the place in terms of injury history and age and gender and skill set and background. Uh, you have to deal with things that you don't have to deal with in athletic populations where the, you have the luxury of a much more homogenous population who pretty much can move well and everything else. So makes you a better coach. Time. <laughs> Woo! That was our rapid fire questions. Um, five questions about CrossFit that hopefully uh, you enjoyed it. All right, guys, that's it. Thanks for listening. If you like this, you can rate us. You can share this with your friends. And if you have a question, go to Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Anchor, anywhere you can find us. Drop us a DM and we'll try to answer it when we can.